Hi, it's Darcy the Mail Girl. When I'm not trying to convince Joe Bob to play Halloween 3, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that knows you never read latin aloud and you always stay on the trail Mm -hmm. my name is greg d and i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode our journey into the world of folk horror comes to a close as we head to the woods for a final time to talk 2017's the ritual and whether you've had red on you or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your Yorton hole. In your what hole? Yorton hole. Yorton hole? Uh-huh. Yorton hole. Yorton hole. What is that? Yorton? Yeah. That's the monster. Oh, okay. You're going next level on me. I appreciate that. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess you can find us having these kind of uh, fascinating conversations on social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and not trail shenanigans. <laughs> and as this episode is falling and releasing on Friday, November 25th, mm-hmm. uh, if you find yourself giving thanks in the Kansas City area, Head on over to Screenland.com where you you will find they have your Jurgen. Yeah. Shenanigans. Yorton. Yorton shenanigans. Yorton. 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 Shenanigans taking care of indoors. And virtually. Yeah, we'll get us there. I think, you know, sometimes I with the something whole, I throw you for a loop. I think I threw us both for a loop on that one. I thought maybe you were having you were paying homage to right. what happened to me earlier. I'm gonna blame it on the turkey. That is fair. That is fair. <laughs> but the uh, Friday this is releasing, our latest Friday Night Fright Genius uh, mm-hmm. will find us breaking out. The Beaded Curtain. Oh, yeah. As we are going to be viewing a movie that did compete in this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament. It's, it's sleazy classy. It's as, classy sleaze. As only someone that came out of the school of like the Brian De Palmas uh-huh. and the Steven Spielbergs. Uh, but we will be taking in Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> Blah. This movie's got everything. Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, and Hats. Lots and lots of hats, big hats, little hats, stovepipe hats, berets, cowboy, cowboy hats. hats, 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 hats and bats, hats and bats and rats. That's what this movie has. Hats and bats and rats. Two out of three ain't bad for you, right? <laughs> right. I enjoy hats. Eh, we know how you are on the rats. <laughs> and the bats. <laughs> so uh, we do hope to see you out there for that one. Now, that being said, going and looking forward to next Friday Night's Fright. Mm-hmm. We're we're getting oh, the holiday spirit for the next for the for next the for the month. month. Yes, for the entire month we are showing nothing but holiday horror, and I cannot wait because two are going to be I've never seen that for me and as well. Two are going to be fuck yeah! I can't wait to see those. Starting off Christmas with a bang with the one and only Joe Dante's Gremlins. Gizmo, caca, no caca with tickle, that. Tickle, tickle. The first time I saw that Mrs. Deagle flying through the air after the accompany the Looney Tunes, I was maybe about seven years old. I literally almost pissed my pants. I laughed so, so hard. And it still to that this day gives me a huge giggle. And of, of the fact that the gremlins were giggling right around, right along right, with you. Right. Best part of that film. No, that is definitely what, I mean, we did a commentary for it last year. Mm-hmm. We love it. We both saw it in the theater in its 84 release. We might have to do a commentary for part two. Oh, wow. I'm, you know, I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm definitely love down with that. To. Now, the uh, other repertory screenings that are happening on the weekend of the 25th, uh, Screenland is closing out November with a bang. And with a movie that I actually saw for the first time last year at Screenland, uh, Nicholas Reffin's Drive. The movie is slick, isn't it? 
Very slick. See, that one was a um, bait and switch for me because I was expecting John Wick because the poster made it look like John Wick. Even the trailer kind of made it look like John Wick. Yet it's this slow, contemplative, character-driven, not even action. It's more crime. But when the action hits, I was... I mean, the whole movie, I was pleasantly surprised. And the soundtrack is fucking rad because if you're a real human being <laughs> well i actually had the chance to check out uh the driver mm-hmm. uh, for the first time walter hill's film over at uh, the stray cat theater as part of their 16 millimeter series which was awesome that's part of my hill gap well it's well worth your time but it was funny because there were some younger film fans there that when they were doing the real switch mm-hmm. They were all they were just talking about drive and they're like, oh, yeah, I can see how, you know, he really pulled from this movie. So you could tell they were devotees of Refn and that film and then just kind of seeing the, the backwards. Ref- yes. Which Isn't was kind of cool. cool. It was neat. And it was just them experiencing it. it was a blast. So looking forward to that and then staying very much into noir, a film that I think it's an I've seen that. But I know we talked about it in a film class. I took uh, Double Indemnity. Yeah, that's an I've seen that for me. But I know of it because it's That's it's just it. It's classic. It's, it's classic. one of those movies. Yeah. Now, those are the repertory screenings. Now, actually, some new releases. Uh, in fact, one that we're going to be talking about here on Patreon next week, a movie that was a blast to imbibe mm-hmm. and was a nice surprise, uh, which that's been like the overarching theme this year for me with new horror are the surprises the pleasant surprises going in based on what i thought was going to happen in the trailer into the movie yeah but the menu you have a chance to take check that one out that one mm-hmm. nice surprise and then one that uh regardless of your thoughts on the suspiria remake uh luca guardadino's new film bones and all i'm interested in that a cannibalistic love story right right I liked warm bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked like the Bride of Frankenstein. So I'm not opposed to like love and horror. No, of course not. No, it's a good, good combination. Now, of course, all of that is happening at Screenland. And whether or not you live in Kansas City or from afar, you can uh, actually help them out. They're a great local company here. Uh, you can go to ScreenlandOnline.com where you can rent a number of films from them directly or even better. Become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com slash screenland, where, of course, Genius and I offer up our services as part of the perks, a little watch party we call the Shutter Shoutout. In fact, our latest one is going to be happening on the 26th. Yeah. If you want to play the home game with this one for the best experience, make sure you're by yourself, <laughs> the lights are low, and you have the beaded curtain draped down because... We're going to get sleazy and slasheristic. A double feature featuring torso and pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. And yeah. And we're going in. <laughs> torso is going to be a first time viewing experience for both of us. And of course, pieces is a very much warm uh, welcome favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, both of those films are streaming on Shutter, but by joining the film family, you're going to have access to, as Genius said, the home game. Uh, we put together a customized pre-show, uh, video introduction with Genius and myself, mm-hmm. uh, vintage trailers for each film, and of course, post-film discussion. And there's going to be a lot to talk about. I have a feeling. I have a feeling there is a lot to discuss. There's going to be a lot to discuss with this one, especially not torso aside, even with pieces. There's a lot to talk about. And whether with that that's one. your first time watching it or 50th time there's something new to take Mm -hmm. in on that uh now if that sounds like uh something you'd be interested in head on over to patreon.com slash screenland but genius we're talking patreon and film family (laughs) gobbling them up Uh uh-huh we have our own little cool collective of uh film family members at patreon and because technically this film uh this episode We'll release the day after Thanksgiving. Uh huh. We thought we'd give thanks to every single one of our pallies. Yes. So we're gonna do a rapid fire uh, release here. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go every other. So hey, thank you to everyone at Downright Creepy and Luke Boyce, Marie, Spencer, Noel, four 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 foot Rod, 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 Robert, Dennis, Dennis. JT, <laughs> Brian, Riley, Jim, Bobby. 
Lauren. Attack of the Killer Podcast. Stuart. John. Dustin. April. Carly. Michelle. Tim. Andrea. Jesse. Heather. Charles. Michael. Diana. Lisa. Julie. Joel. And Chad. You guys, you all, we're super thankful for you. Yes. We're thankful that you are part of the film family. Yes. And we're even thankful that you are all fucking rad. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Love every single one of you. And what's great is a lot of them are local. Mm -hmm. We get to see them out and about in the wild Mm -hmm. when we are at our Friday Night Frights and at Screenland where we do indeed worship. And guess what? I've also seen a few of them at Stray Cat as well. So we love to spread the love. So yeah, we love every single one of you. And that being said, we are going to be putting out, if you're on the I've Seen That tier or above, Mm -hmm. our thoughts on the menu. Uh, uh, If you're on the Another Time or Another Place tier, you're going to have our wicker man commentary that's wild that was fun and of course if you're on the squiddly diddly tier or above you're going to have access to all the content in the shutter shout out our actual pre-show and trailers for every friday night fright that we put together mm-hmm. so we've got a lot of a lot of content because we're thankful for you all and that's just the stuff we have on there now yeah christmas oh. is coming oh boy oh, is it yeah you're right you're right so uh if you'd like to join us, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. We, we really do have a lot of fun stuff going on over there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of good stuff coming up in December. In fact, <laughs> we got a lot. <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to the, that. From the main feed to the all the, pallies. All, the to all the pallies to even outside in the real world, we got a lot of fun stuff planned for you in December. A journey is going to happen. Uh-huh. And speaking of journeys... I'd like to think we've gone on a great journey mm-hmm. into our brief look into full core. I've, but like any good camping trip, you don't want to be there too long. Exactly. We, we've we paced ourselves. Right. We know our strengths. We know our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I think we've vacationed enough to the point where- I'm ready to get the fuck out of the woods. I really am because like- from like not a deal breaker to like things are getting creepy to like, oh, fuck all that noise. Yep. Then, like, yeah, no. Well, the best part of this journey is the fact that all three of the films that we've watched were all first-time viewing experiences for yourself. Mm -hmm, And all vastly different. And all enjoyable watches. Yes, that's the other thing, is I was lucky enough, these are all second-time viewings for me, but I got to watch them with you. And again, that journey you've had with all three of them, because we've gone from 1973 to The Wicker Man, which... Is good, new favorite, right? New favorite, it's, absolutely, hands down. And when people saying this is a goddamn horror masterpiece, I'll agree on the majority of those words. <laughs> well, it's actually even shown up uh, on my Spotify playlist at work. Just Corn Riggs and Rye, or like Every, all of them. all of it. The landlord's daughter. Hey, look, what is this? And now there's the remix. Come on over. Yeah, yeah. No, I fucking Wicker Man. Yeah. And again, fantastic. That journey with you was <laughs> wonderful. And then we went into the 80s mm-hmm. and we adjusted a bit, I guess, uh, into Eyes of Fire. Going which, for gasps. <laughs> and also the journey we've had together with that one from <laughs> the first time trailer viewing to ghost dong to, <laughs> to exploding kids to fucking everything, feathered trees and all. <laughs> wonderful. And again, uh, shout out to Julie and Nick from the Carnage Report podcast who joined in on us with that one. Uh-huh. And again, a great, fun, wildly different full core experience. Yeah. And then what I'm really happy is the fact that we're going more contemporary with this one. And we had a number of other films that we were looking at cuz Volcore it's it's a big it's a big country <laughs> and that's just it and a needle in a haystack there's so much more to explore so we'll do this theme again mm-hmm. because there's so much more to delve into but this is one that I remember watching back in 2017 and it made an impression on me and when we were looking at all the other films you were like oh, I haven't seen that I haven't seen that I was like Let's check this one out. Yeah. This is the one that you're like, put, not pushing for, but like, I this was, is the one like, hey, this one you'll like. Well, and it's because a lot, of, a number of factors. And the first one is well, the fact it's a folklore creature feature. It's fucking rad. It's another flavor of folklore yep. that I didn't know existed. I mean, which I should have because, I mean, with the term, and I was listening to the, the episode we did with uh, uh, the Carnage Report, and I was like, it's right in front of my face folklore. 
mm-hmm. folkloric, all this shit. That's it's like right there. Like and so when you can add some of these cool creatures from the past, like in the hollow, mm-hmm. like in mm-hmm. Eyes of Fire, and you can bring it to the modern day aesthetic. Cause one thing it's that we kind of like, okay, is it when we were establishing the parameters of what folk horror oh, is, yeah. we we're like, okay, with the Wicker Man, it's very um, religious and sexual liberation versus very staunch, uh, very conservative beliefs and when it comes to religion and, and, and sex. When we go to Eyes of Fire, there's still a lot of sexual undertones, especially like with the diddling priest. Mm-hmm. But then you also have the magic battle, good magic versus bad magic. They're both in tune with the nature, but they're both both sides of the coin. So you have a lot of that in there going on. There's no fun and frivolity and like magic. There's magic. Oh, yeah. But this is like not like crazy force fields this isn't like a weird evil cult there's still a cult but it's more like a little little village Mm -hmm. of worshipers Mm -hmm. this is a weird ancient norse deity it's a god it's an evil malevolent spirit of the forest we've gone off the path at this point especially with each film we've gone further off the path this is a tangible creature it's not an evil town it's not like trip outs like freak out magic witches this is a thing that's a shapeshifter that will fuck you up it's a guilt monster yes it is and that's so going into this movie and like i'm thinking oh no i'm sorry I didn't no mean to cut you no off, no I'm no thinking, okay now i'm doubly fucked because one fuck all that noise going in the wilderness and the forest and shit you would never find yourself Two, there guilt monster running around in the forest and shit raised catholic up in there that's two strikes too many you know what i'm saying next thing you know it's gonna be an underwater forest with the guilt monster you know what i'm saying or like magical rats live in that for you know that's triple no yep triple no well that's what's always funny with these films is when we're watching it it's like this is as far as we get to go and actually enjoying Mm -hmm. nature uh because that was one of the things going into this movie i knew very little going in in fact did you know a lot about this movie beforehand no, the bad thing is this is kind of like one of those um i don't want to say it's like a volcano dante's peak or like that but it seemed like the ritual came out at the same time as the movie the apostle another movie is called the ritual with anthony hopkins mm-hmm. that i think came out around the same time mm-hmm. or a couple years earlier there's another movie about like that stars like the pilgrim and another movie with dan stevens and then another movie so i'm like i don't know which one i'm, I'm looking at am i am i looking at the jonestown one? Oh no that's the sacrament oh wait hold on is it the wait which one is it the apostle yep. yeah that's the one with robert duvall no it's not it's the one with dan stevens oh wait yeah that's right okay so what one is the ritual it's the one with anthony hopkins no it's the one with the one dude what one dude i don't know so no i to, short answer no <laughs> i didn't know much about this movie so uh what are you familiar then with uh david Bru- how familiar are you then with david bruckner is he the producer he's the director he's the director what is he directed okay i know he did something i've seen yes he is actually probably the um he's the director of probably our favorite segment in the original vhs uh-huh. amateur night Ooh, i like you yes okay yeah he also did a segment. I can see it now. He did a segment in Southbound. See, that's still one I want to catch because I heard it's a great anthology and I love anthologies. And it's right up your alley. Right. And also now, this is the one he did in 2020. It's called The Night House. Is that the one with the underwater house? That is not with the underwater house. This one actually stars. I like the underwater house one. Which is the underwater house one? I, I think it's called Water House. I'm not sure, but they find a creepy. It's a haunted house underwater. Well, this has a Rebecca Hall, who's actually been. Oh, Rebecca Hall's been in tons of shit. She is making her mark in genre, Mm -hmm. and it's equal parts creepy and sad and haunting and spooky, but it's very much a slow burn. But he's also the director of the latest Hellraiser. See... I still want to watch it. I can't believe I haven't watched it yet. I feel bad. I almost feel like my horror nerd credit card should be revoked. Not at all. Not at all. But what was interesting, though, based on that kind of lineage, when I heard that he was going to be directing the new Hellraiser, I'm like, oh, wait, that's the guy that did the ritual. And I was thinking about, okay, yeah, there's a lot of weird angular stuff in that movie that Mm -hmm. would make sense. And then with the Nighthouse, some of the production design and just the overall spookiness of the vibe, I'm like, oh, it's going to hit pretty hard. And I really liked the new Hellraiser, mm-hmm. most because the fact that the Lament configuration is very much a character in the new movie. 
Like, it should have, like, its own SAG card. It is very much that prominent. Well, the new Cenobites look rad. They're incredible. The new Cenobites look slick. But like the original, they're very much still on the periphery. And so, good. Yes, I like that aspect of it. Well, I'll just say you're staying, you're hanging with some twenty somethings, you know, for the most part. But I really enjoyed it, and I think a lot of it is built on his kind of. He's almost doing this like weird Flanagan esque run, but mm-hmm. it's just a little bit lo- below the radar. Yeah, you know, Flanagan's doing all the Stephen King stuff, right? So you know, you'll get oh, to the Flanagan part. also is. It seems like that's a new aesthetic in horror where it's. More gorier than, say, A24, but it's still artistic and very slow burn. There's, like, a lot more slow burn horror out now as opposed to, like, the 80s. It is the onion of the belt. Right. And I think when people look back, again, when we're doing the Into the Mouth of March Madness and doing the we're gonna thing, We're going to see that because we noticed the trends. We were there for it. Yeah, and then looking back at them, like, oh, yeah, the 2000s had a lot of butt rock going on, had a lot of quick cuts, you know? Yeah. And so now we're going to be like... Like 20 years from now, yeah, 2020, it was fucking dour. It was a lot of slow burns and dour. So, like, well, I and think even that's what we're seeing. And even this one was a slow burn. It very much was. But what I really like with it is it's combining two of my favorite films. And I think you can make a really good argument the fact that it is very much equal parts Descent mm-hmm. and The Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In terms of execution, in terms of the themes, yep. the aesthetic. But then combining it in just just naturally beautiful way, naturally beautifully terrifying way. Fuck all that noise, the storms, the 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 mists, and I'm sure there's a whole contingency of people listening right now going, "Oh man, you know that looks beautiful. I would love to go and hike that." Fuck all that noise. Have fun, but don't come out looking to me to rescue your ass when you're get taken out by a Wendigo or a fucking like mountain man you know what i'm saying or just nature is nature itself yes oh i fell and broke my leg well then fucking you shouldn't have been there and this is somebody so who broke his elbow in an urban setting i shouldn't have been on there that was mea culpa my bad but at the same i learned my lesson very much so so i'm not nothing more than uh has to be more than two wheels so I'm yeah. just now thinking that like you you talked about your your underwater the 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 rats uh, everything now there would be a birdie in there as well right like if that, that's my that, only mean of escape is a bird I'm like oh, I'm no. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well then you combine all those things and again it's the whole idea of like you talked about survivor's guilt in this one. Um, I really like the way it's approached, the suddenness of the introduction, mm-hmm. and then just the way it veers off into now they shot it apparently in the carpathian mountains of romania with vigo with is vigo <laughs> which is it's beautiful uh-huh and i mean we were constantly commenting throughout oh, going, like, oh this my is god a beautiful place well, but you'll never fucking find me stuck there well it's just like in just before dawn again beautiful setting but also terrifying that rope bridge the whole rapids the whole everything the fact that you are no longer on the top of the food chain the minute you step into the forest I mean, the wilderness is one thing, right? Because when they were first hiking and it was still there in the mountains and everything was beautiful and serene, but you could see everything from miles. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, if my car got stuck and I had to walk about a mile or so to the next town, I would be okay with that. You know, absolute tops, right? But then they're like, hey, let's cut through that dark, dank forest. That's where you draw the line. You know, that's why you stay on the fucking path. You stay on the road. That's why those paths and trails exist. Right. As they said, it's if it was actually something, if it wasn't off trail, it would be part of the route, which makes sense. And even when they were approaching with the force, the way it was just so just ominous. ominous. Yes. It Abandon just, all hope. Yeah. You who enter. It was a character in itself. The, just the whole atmosphere. And the score. Score in was because it was very simplistic, very. um uh, very percussion heavy and almost not jarring, but you're like, well, it's naturally unnatural. Well, there's that part where you just says, uh, it was composed by Ben Lovett, who actually is a collaborator of David Bruckner's. They've worked together before, which I think when they start, when you get these early collaborations, even like uh, Bigas and um, Steve Moore, mm-hmm. they get better as they go along. But even when they get started, there's some good just magic alchemy happening. Yeah. And I just love, and again, how desaturated the colors are the deeper they get into the forest. And 
it's the way even like but they they saturate it and they mute it so oh. everything becomes grayer and darker and scarier and the trees themselves looked pointy and dangerous and they looked they looked otherworldly like, yes. because they didn't droop down they just drooped no. to the side and up it was and they i'm were, sure that's how it occurs naturally in sweden you know because they have different kinds of trees there sure but it, to our western eyes it just looked like otherworldly and especially like when you're dealing with other cultures and you don't know what's going on in mm -hmm. other lands and their whole mythology and mm -hmm. shit and their cursed forests you know i approach every forest as a cursed forest you know that little bundle of trees that's over there by my house right by that apartment that's a cursed forest to me you know what i'm saying so like well, no we've seen this in eyes of fire they marked off with the feathers. Right. Don't come into this area. Same principle with this. That bedding of trees just says, do not enter. This is where you are not supposed yeah, to be. That's not even supernatural warning. That's not a, like a chicken tree. That's a fucking natural, like, hey, it's dark, only animals. And, and again, like, it's where the locals don't go. Right. <laughs> you know, there is there is a reason for that. It makes sense for me. And when you finally get from, and the, even like, the, this, the, the, the suddenness of the violence in the opening, everything that sets things off with the robbery in the convenience store, and the whole fact that if he had wanted to just, if he didn't want to go get the drink and his right. buddy went in with him, this never would have happened. Or if he just didn't like back away and even say, hey, he just kind of like saw what happened and didn't give his buddy warning and just kind of slunk away. And that's where I'm like, man, I feel bad for this dude mm -hmm. because I'm trying to put myself in that situation. I would like to think that I would stick up in honor. I don't think I would slink away and back away. I think if I was going to slink away and back away, I would like pull like, hey, hey, we need to go away. <laughs> or like, but I know that, for example, like if I was with you, just saying, you know, because you told me about your stories about locking people out when there's Michael Myers and werewolves and tents and shit. Yeah, you I don't know? have a good track record. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, in fairness, we'd probably both like just, poof, we'd both look at each other and like, yeah, let's get out of here. You know, so. And again, it's that just our fight like, or flight. That's just it. It's we'd <laughs> love to think we would be the brave ones, mm -hmm. the ones that would instinctly kick in and be like self-sacrificing, but those are survivor instincts that are designed to keep you alive. Right. And so you're fighting against instinct. So, yeah, of course, we all want to be brave. But, but then he sees his boy die right in front of him oh. and knowing that he could have done something at some, some point in time. But then it might have led to two murders. Mm -hmm. So there's no right or wrong answer no, in that situation. Not at all. Because, I mean, I'm sure you, some people are like, he did the right thing by hiding. You know, and other people are like, he did the fucking wrong thing by not standing up for his boy. And I'm like... I'm kind of in both camps. I can't really fault that dude. Mm -mm. But I know that he would. I know if I put myself in that situation, if I saw one of you guys oh, go yeah. down and I could could have done something and I didn't, I would feel so bad, so bad. And then the fact that the monster then feeds and manifests not even not not only in dream but mm -hmm. like in waking in, hours yes. because that's part of its powers that's right? terrifying right that's part of its fucking net things that it can do that's awful well did you realize going in that this was an actual creature feature or was that part of the surprise no i i knew a little bit of it okay. knowing that there was a creature in it mm -hmm. right I was expecting, okay, maybe it's a magical creature as we saw with Russell the Witch, mm -hmm. you know? Or maybe it's like, you know, this town sacrifices some to their god and it's actual um, uh, old deity, mm -hmm. right? I don't know what to expect, but... And what I like, though, is the fact that it's not a lot is revealed to you. Like no. I said, it's more of a slow burn mm -hmm. from the creature reveal to the fact that um, just taking their time, getting into the forest, to the first discovery of the stag that is hung gutted yeah field dressed and all and then they're like and it's still ble bleeding so it's still it's, around so whoever did this yeah is and again at that point we're all like nope 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 no I, well, like you wouldn't be there in the first place fucking then, nope to nope to the uh going to sweden and hiking trail from the get from the jump like when they're all trying to figure out what to do let's go to amsterdam no Let's go to this place. No. I if I was one of them, I'd fight a little bit harder for anybody but hiking in Sweden. You know? So I'm sorry. I'd be like, no, no, no. Let's, let's go back to that Amsterdam idea. I like that one. Or how about a staycation? You know? Better, so like that better. sounds great. Let's that sounds great. So well, but yeah, no, and then they're then they're like, hey, let's 
I understand, of course, somebody's going to fall and somebody's going to hurt themselves, right? <laughs> In that situation, if it was us, you know, it would be me. You know, and I'd be bitching the whole way. Why in the fuck did you guys bring me out here? Right. And so, yeah. Okay. Let's go through the shortcut in the forest. It'll cut our trip in half. No, Mm -mm. no, Mm -mm. no. If I ever did any, if, if you, if I ever said, Hey, let's cut in that forest, you know, the fever has gone to my brain. You know, the sickness has gone, whatever ailment I had. Oh, I got bit by a rattlesnake. The venom is up in there saying, hey, let's cut through the forest to save Uh. some time. Like, no, I'll roll my dice with the venom. Just give me to the hospital. Don't go through that fucking creepy forest. So, yeah. I do love we have some litmus tests for you just to know whether or not the consumptions hit you or not. (laughs) Right. I've been poisoned by my constituents. Right. (laughs) Well, this leads them actually then into... T- seeking refuge in this random cabin. But let me ask you a question really quick. Yeah. Do you think the term, the ritual, the movie, what it stands for, is not necessarily the ritual, spoilers ahead, mm-hmm. of the end feeding to the monster, but actually the ritual that they have to do at the beginning to bring their loved one's ashes or memorial to uh, the Scotland Certainly. Thing. I think I think it's, it's all of that and then some. I think this title leads to a... A lot of interpretations. And again, the fact that this one also, you talk about slow burns being very much, you know, onion on the belt. This is also all about trauma mm-hmm. and how it manifests. And if you're not dealing with it, how it's going to affect your life and those that are around you, that also very much plays into that. And that's, I think, what I like about it. Because again, that, I'm, that's, onion on the belt I, time. I, 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 I really, we like, we like what we like, you know? I, I do really enjoy that. And you know what? Here's the thing. So do I. And when I say, like, oh, I don't like slow burns, that's no, oh, you know, you, you know, know I you do. do. Yeah. I just don't like Ari Aster, 824. And I can't even say I don't like 824 horror because I would kind of classify this as 824. Very grief driven, very, mm-hmm. very character driven, and very slow burn. So, but and as we discovered, there's a lot more to A24 than Ari Aster. So I don't like his style of folk horror and grief horror, right? But I'm learning that there's a lot more grief horror and and folk horror that I actually do enjoy, especially when the two are, are combined, like this one. But fucking the fact that it's a creature feature, mm-hmm. that. Mwah. But here's the thing: even before they're walking through the forest. <laughs> I like the part where they like okay, let's cut through the forest, and they're getting hungry, mm-hmm. and they start talking about man, I just want a steak and this oh, they're, and that, they're, they're right? Meals that they're and the other for. guys like, I would love sushi and this, and the one guy's like, oh, I want a good doner kebab and all that. And I'm thinking maybe if you're lost in the forest, talking about a doner kebab is not the best meal choice that you're gonna want to do. Because I'm thinking okay, maybe there's something in the wood that's gonna make them go crazy. Because I'm all, not necessarily looking for foreshadowing, sure, but I'm like. If something sticks out to me, like then I'm like, okay, maybe I should keep an eye on that tone or mm-hmm. that thing, you know? So I'm like, hmm, Donner. Because I, I love Donner kebabs, actually. Donner kebabs are dope. They're basically like um, just like kebabs, but they got different spices. They're usually served in a better rice. It's fucking delicious. Okay. But, um, or sometimes they put them off and put them in a pita, like a Donner sandwich. That's, That's it's pretty dope, pretty legit. But, I wouldn't be craving that if in the middle of the forest, you know, I'd probably say, man, I could go for a dump pita. I could go for a pita sandwich. I could go something for a gyro. Handheld. You know, I could go for a nice little burger or something. I wouldn't say a Donner kebab because then like, it, then people are like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we can have a whole party for them. We have a whole Donner kebab party. It'd be great. Again, why you wouldn't find yourself in the woods. No. It's just not practical and you can't really realistically bring that in there no no but honestly i'm on your side if we had to revert to cannibalism yeah (laughs) well i'm ready (laughs) we 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 get to the the reveal of the stag and then they finally take um again they they head up into the cabin and that's when they find the wicker man-esque really wonderfully designed and bizarre statue headless stag statue with the antlers for hands Mm -hmm. again very otherworldly very cool and it just sets that creepy ambiance yeah and he's like I'll give you a thousand dollars to sleep in the room fuck you yeah. you know fuck you fuck all that noise realizing you know the weirdness of it and then the the, the weirdness bad dreams yes. yeah the fact that everybody has bad dreams of the something something bad, everyone and to the point where they wake up 
either in a different location and or nude, mm-hmm. you know, because later on he goes, I woke up nude. I never done that. I've never had dreams like that. What the fuck? I, well, I don't want to talk about it. I pissed myself. You know, here's the thing. That's not apples and oranges. You know what I'm saying? If I woke up and I pissed myself, yeah, that's bad. I wouldn't be pleased. But at the same time, I would be infinitely happier pissing myself than waking up a goddamn nude praying to a headless deity out in the middle of a goddamn creepy cabin or even worse waking up outside of the cabin now fully clothed mm-hmm. yeah true but with a gaping wound handprint no now here's the thing if forsaken let's just say the situation we're we're camping in the we're going in the forest and we're having like a shortcut the minute if we've only gone walking through the forest for about an hour and we come across the stag okay we're gonna lose an hour we're going right back the way we came as soon as we can the first sign you just turn around and go problem fucking solved but then to go no we can go deeper in the forest and then you come in creepy cabin again at the creepy cabin okay we missed a day let's turn around and go back again when a path opens up in that dark forest that wasn't there the morning before don't go down that path nope don't go down the path that's like the siren song of the forest but no like trippy long stocking that's like the sad siren song that's like you're like man fuck yeah you do not have her defending you at this point right you only have technically the only person i was familiar with in the cast and that's only because of the imdb is our main guy was part of uh, edgar wright's uh cornetto trilogy in Shaun of the dead he's one of the workers of foray electrics uh, he's uh, calm down, Grandad. Get the fuck out of town. It's he goes, what? Twenty one something. Right? He he's grown up now. Found. He's grown up. It's your dad. It's your dad. It's not my dad. It's my stepdad. Yeah, right. And he's great in this. Movie. Yeah, he is. In fact, everyone's really good. Yeah, playing their parts. Everybody does very very well. And and when you're stuck in the woods and emotions are running high, there's a lot of chance of going overacting and being too campy. We saw that in just before dawn. Ah, yeah, that's fucking intense. So encouraged it, (laughs) but like, you know, it got a little goofy in just before dawn, but of course you got lummoxes following you. But at the same time, They've made it feel real, you know, mm-hmm. that bubbling festation because he felt the guilt. And of course, like, you know, you let our boy die, you know, so like there's that Still carrying all because there's even even before that they're like, oh, he's the one getting married, thinking he's all better than us. Da, 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 da. So there's that little bit of friendship animosity mm-hmm. going on. And then you're stuck in survival mode. You're going to start biting each other's heads off. And like even they're like, we got to stick together. This is the wrong time yep. for us to start getting in a pissing contest and they're like all right all right you're right but let me tell you one more thing you know and so it's like it seemed real mm-hmm. and that's what i liked about it it wasn't over the top and mm-hmm. campy because we've just recently seen a lot of over the top and campy you know so again this was more i don't want to say grounded in reality but it, definitely it was it, it was Be, but th- th- then when you you compare it to what's coming right it's just like the anti of reality right and it's weird though because like with wicker man it was still reality nothing supernatural mm-hmm. at all but everything was light and colorful and it was like it was the emotions that it was invoking wasn't fear grief and loss both loss in like family but loss as in like where the fuck am i lost mm-hmm. right Wicker Man was funner, volatility and sex and having a good time and shit, <laughs> right? With come on and over. Fucking um, Eyes of Fire, it's still like, okay, things are getting creepier now with the, but there's still like magic and mm-hmm. shit. And at least you have other people to have your back and, you know, there's other stuff. This one, it's just like a dark force. There's nothing supernatural until you fall asleep, until shit gets real. But again, Nope, nope, no, nope. no, constantly, constantly. None of that shit's going on. I mean, every, and, and again, the signs we're getting from bad to worse are like, if we just keep going southwest, we just keep going southwest. I'm like, go somewhere, just keep going straight and don't stop, you know? Well, and they even that point where they're like, hey, there's another cabin, you want to stop? Nope, keep going, keep going, keep well, going. Smart, the, that was the smartest thing they did in the whole fucking movie. Then you start seeing more and more runes showing up carved in the trees. Runes are a bad Never sign, a good sign. Never a good sign. Now, one rune, okay, maybe it's a prankster, sure. or maybe it says like 
Jay loves B or fucking whatever, right? Whatever. But like when multiple weird runes yeah. start coming on, that's and granted, I don't think you would find like the cult of thorn. No. Out that far. Nor nor silver shamrock. No. Well, no, yeah, you're right. So this is an entirely different kind of runes and rules with the runes and as it turns out, we do indeed have mountain folk mm-hmm. in this film and again you're seeing more of them before you eventually see the creature it this it's this very slow reveal uh did the inclusion of the mountain folk deter you at all a little bit did it i mean it made it it made sense that if he is a norse god monster he's going to want some sort of worshipers mm-hmm. and apparently he does bestow upon them long life and longevity, but not only just to keeping them alive, but like that old woman looked like she was a long time, looked like Rachel Dretch when living to be 150, right? And they've probably been around for a long time, so I guess well, it makes sense. But at the same time, I would have rather have just been this creature that just kills everything in the forest. I mean, it makes sense why they did it, and I'm not saying it took me out of it, but like. There was a parts of it that I'm like, okay, do they have to keep the people mummified upstairs? I well, she mentioned the whole act of bestowing long life. I just assumed that was some of the lifers that they still had. That mm-hmm. it's probably agonizing at that point because that moment when you see the jaw move and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, it's effective. I'd forgotten about it again. This was only the second time watching it, and that's by the point when he's you know burning it all down. And then you really finally get oh, because that would suck if you're yeah, like if, you're, if you if you're lived to be immortal, but you don't you keep aging. Oh God! Well, that uh, would be horrible. You just sit there rotting away and being alive. That was a mercy burning. Oh, that's like in uh, the hunger. You know, by the time you've hit your point, you're just in the coffin with everyone. Yeah, and just there, or like in the oh. void. Oh god! It's yeah. Like they want to die, but I won't let them. You know, nope. and it's just like, ah, oh, god! It's it's that's a fate worse than death. It's scary. It is scary. But it's always you've got the with the inclusion of the backhill folk. This almost works. And did you ever see the um, Wrong Turn remake? Mm-mm. Some heavy ties with that because i heard it was drastically different i heard so nary a inbred crazy mutant hillbilly uh, among them no no it goes its own path which is good because see but i wanted mutant hillbilly creatures yeah it's not gonna work for so that's why i was like "Eh." but if this if it's more like the ritualist but without a lot of the fantastic though is the only thing oh but it definitely ties into the so is it more just before donian more like the community that exists we're within the woods and you've got a so it's a town full of yokels yes well yes yeah that's as it always is okay um we're this far into the film. Let's talk about the creature itself because Newton. it's so weird in design because initially you're like, okay, this giant deer-esque, moose-esque kind of creature. But, but then you see the human hands around the trees. Oh, Lord. That yeah. first shot of the fingers on the trees. And again, you have to really High be looking too. for it. Yeah. High up, too. And that's that first like, oh, oh, no. Or when or when they're walking up the hill and then you think it's trees, but then the trees just go because it's do-do, the actual do-do. creature. You're like, fuck that noise. There's a number of shots where it exists in the background merely observing. And then finally you get mm-hmm. the briefest glance of it. And it's. I think this is one of those that when you watch it more times, you'll know exactly where to look and then watching with a first timer. Because there's a lot of times where I was like, okay, where is it? Where is it? What, what am I you're looking You're looking at for? the negative space. Yeah. yeah. What? Well, that's again how dense the forest is. Yeah. And by the time when he gets to that clearing, when you go from like the muted, sat- desaturated colors to actually the, like, the lushness of the green, mm-hmm. almost like giving a little glimmer of hope, but then it's just still all you see. And then you're just even more exposed out there yeah oh is part of that but when you see truly what the beast is and when you see how it's almost this lovecraftian-esque thing coming out of the deer right it's got so it has like two human hands it basically it's got this shrouded 
figure in the front mm-hmm. on top of a giant deer body with the four deer legs, but it also has two human hands. It's almost like a, a, a centaur deer, but the centaur is just on the face, right? With extra human hands, because when it stood up, yeah. it had two more hands mm-hmm. between the other two legs. So it had like eight different, four hooves and four hands, and it was just unnerving. And that a reveal when it stands erect like that. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's just terror. all dark. And, and giving opportunities to bow. In fact, constantly using said bow human hands. Bow to me faithfully. Bow to me splendidly. I'll be in the northern suite in the forest worshiping Satan. <laughs> yeah, that's... And it, but it, and it works, and it's this idea of like, yeah, we've... At this point, you've been chosen amongst those to to survive to serve me. So yes. I guess like every group, he takes one person and like, all mm-hmm. right, you're you're my new uh, acolyte. You get to live, but till you not deliciously in right. this case. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, and then like the reveal, the true reveal as everything is burning. Again, the design. So the design of the creature. Uh, this was uh, actually a Guillermo del Toro collaborator, uh, Keith Thompson. Sense. Yeah, Keith Thompson. And, I mean, just even looking at it, I mean, it is terrifying. Yeah. And it's just that little bit of... Human. Yes. Just hanging human. It almost as if you like you would just you could separate it right there at the neck and you'd have two separate different cool creatures. Because even the antlers looks like deformed human hands. Mm-hmm. Almost also in an offering uh-huh. kind of formation. Which makes sense. Now, I was truly impressed with it. Uh, and again, it is a creature feature. And it's not something that is just the manifestation of someone. It's not the Babadook. It's not the evil town. This thing is real. It's real. It's the evil creature. It's not just an entity in the woods. It is an entity in the woods like Russell the Witch. Well, but and they also mentioned very much going into some of the Norse folklore that it is maybe inspired by Loki or descendant of Loki. Yeah. I very much had a Wendigo kind of feel mm-hmm. to it as well. Especially with its whole um shape shifting powers and, and its whole like guilt powers and the whole like matter manipulation, the fact that it can turn like the store into the forest. And that initial when that initial night in the cabin when he has the the nightmare when he goes from the cabin into the convenience store mm-hmm. and the brightness and the contrast, but there's still the forest floor throughout. And then the entirety, it just keeps, they keep weaving into each other even yeah. more as the trauma is addressed and it's it's effective. And that's, again, like this, the invitation. Hell, Shaun of the Dead at one point really made me feel the need to address everything. And by the time he gets at the very end of the forest, when there's that separation, the, the, the clearing of the forest, like literal, right. he has that moment when he's just screaming and it almost makes you wonder if that's the first time he's actually screamed for the loss of the friend or addressed something like yeah. that. I kind of almost wanted him, because when he turned around and screamed the first couple of times, it gave me a creep show, too. I beat oh, you yeah. vibe. I was kind of waiting for, like, mm-hmm, maybe something else to happen. Yeah. Maybe he, like, stomped or another creature or something, or he comes out in the forest. But, yes, the fact that he kind of finally addressed stuff and came out the victor, very a la Descent as well. And that's the. I'm other- just glad there wasn't that claustrophobic feel with the descent. Because you imagine like throwing caves in this fucking forest too. Well, I mean, just the, the forest itself. Like I said, just the way everything is angular and everything just looks mm-hmm. like it'll hook on you. Right, like it wants to grab out. You yes, grab you. Mm-hmm. that and I think in a, is almost claustrophobic in and of itself. That's why I do think they would pair really well together. Um, again, it's this gathering. It's that little again, like you said, the thing they put together at the very beginning of their journey. Of the picture and mm-hmm. uh, the, the the dog, and that was a lot. That was a magical flask. Mm. That was probably the most magical thing in the this it movie. Kept going. It was like an Austin Powers game. Yeah, it was because there was like a whole fifth. There was a handle of hooch in that little flask. <laughs> but when you pour one out, I guess you know. Pour one out for the homies. Pour it out a big gulp. But the journey then that they all go on, the fact that he and really the way it cuts away quickly too, yeah. just in terms of the ending, like. There's the catharsis, and then boom, 
Mm-hmm. What happens, we don't know. Um, other things that we haven't hit on your list there? Uh, I like the way that he was just hiding in plain sight and hunting him down very Predator style, but not with like stealth, just no. kind of just like natural camouflage. Mm-hmm. I thought that was slick. Well, and the reveal of all of his friends, very Predator-esque just uh-huh. in the way they are. But just the splaying, and again, the practical effects. It was kind of fucked up when uh, they're in the then the yokel village, and the, the old lady uh, comes out and gives the guy a drink of water, and then looks at him and the other guy and goes like, "No soup for you," and just kind of walks off. Like that's fucked up. And then they take him up. So what the hell did they do to like? Did he get like beat up and diddled or like what? Because like, there's an implication going on there that. Something, something bad like happened. happened yeah something bad happened we don't know what but next thing you know they're like we prepared him for the sacrifice i'm like jesus and then because it was bad enough where the other person were like they come down and like give him the dude like earmuffs and like protect his ears from hearing the screams the horrible shit oh and there is the those sound screams design? were bad oh was... something bad was happening up there and yes. nothing really was explained he never came down and said man let me tell you what happened to me you know mm. it's just something awful everything that happens in here is so much worse than what we would have actually seen on screen well that's why i think with david bruckner is he does allow your mind to work its magic and fill in those gaps you know that practical effects wouldn't actually work uh so i i think that's why i was really excited for him to do hellraiser mm-hmm. because there's some subtlety yeah in hellraiser even though it's a pretty it's creepy and diddle, yeah but at the same time Handled correctly. Yeah. No, that entire sequence, I really dug on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. It's a weird guilt form centaur. Shape-shifting yep. Norse god. Wow. So now that we've gone through just our, our brief entry into folk horror, like I said, I really want to put together another month, maybe maybe next November. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff, and the fact that you can have multiple flavors of folk horror. That's just, you know? I love the journey we've taken. Because we haven't even gone international. Folk. Well, yeah, well, oh, no, Sweden, that's, yeah, true. But I mean, like, there's a lot of crazy dark folklore shit and folklore out there for all over the world. And I'd like next time for me to also delve into some first timers. Yeah. Because I, th- I was actually shocked that I've actually seen these particular films before, at least to have some frame of reference and also to, to vet them, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Going back to this one, I was anxious to see how it played. And, man, it just played that much better for me. And especially also 94 minutes. Yeah. Brief. You got to love everything. Like in the forest, you don't want to be in there long. You don't want to be on the wilderness for a while. Don't overstay the welcome. Again, for those of you who are saying, bullshit, dude, I could stay and live out in the forest. Fine. Cool. You want to stay on the cabins and have out? I'm rooting for you. Well, but thankfully, you will not find me out there. No, we survived our our little, little entryway into full court. Now we're, mm-hmm. we're back home, at home, in your own bed. Yep. But now we're gonna. Oh boy! Now we're gonna head to the North Pole. Let's just say, for the month of December, uh, not only are we doing a theme, uh, we're doing the franchise. We're, doing a, we're devoting an entire franchise. I'm actually, minus one. Minus one. But we'll get into that next week. Now, what is it going to be? Well, you'll have to tune in to find out. But again, thanks to all of you out there that have been mm-hmm. listening to all of our pallies, to anyone that shows up to Friday Night Frights, Screenland. Is anyone that is supporting, you know, the mom and pops, uh, we appreciate everything you do out there. And of course, genius, thank you for being a friend as well. Oh, no, I wouldn't have done it for anybody else. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So uh, until uh, the month of December, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Oh, turkey.